Let's pray as we open up the Word of God. So, Lord, we thank you for your Word, and we ask that you would uh, open it up to us today and speak to us. Whatever you want to say to us today, Lord, we want to say we are open. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So last week, last week, we looked at five M's, five M's, uh, mission, communicating the gospel, what are the purposes of church, communicating the gospel, and calling, and the calling and commitment to Jesus. So that's one M. M2, maturity, helping people grow in Jesus. M3, ministry. Our ministry to the community outside our walls. M4, membership, being part of the community of faith. And we've got a picture here. got a picture here of a guillotine. Because um, membership is one of the things that we struggle with that in our day and age. We talked about um, bowling alone. The trend is to bowl alone, but we, as a community of faith, we believe in bowling together. In the French Revolution, in one year, actually 13 months, there were 17,000 heads that were removed from bodies. And that didn't end well for either the body or the head. And some people these days, they say, I believe in Jesus, the head of the church, but I don't really believe in the body. But when the head is removed from the body, it doesn't end well. We believe in keeping the head with the body. Amen? <laughs> Membership. M4, magnif M no, M5, magnify. It's about worship of God. This is where we begin. This is our journey. And this is where it ends. We will worship God forever and ever. Amen. And so we're going to talk about another five things, but these are today are five C's, five circles just going to read the scripture again that you already know by heart. Luke 9, 23 and 24. Then Jesus said to all of them, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. You know, Jesus is always calling people to the core. He's always calling people to himself. And it starts, the first C, it starts out in the community. The community. Thanks, Ken, for doing these circles for us. Uh, Jesus loved the community. Jesus was often out ministering in the community. Luke 5, 31 and 32, Jesus answered, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus was out and about loving the community. And we have that very same opportunity, and it's wonderful. Uh, but there are some challenges to us. 
as followers of Jesus in the community. You know, increasingly the Western culture is losing its memory of Christian faith. And around us there will people, there are people who will talk about creation as if it was the creator. They will say things like, the universe told me. Yeah, nah. <laughs> or the gods of this and that. Mm, nah. You know, there is one God in three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Te matua, te tama, me te wairua tapu. Ahakoa he toru he kotai hoki. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And there's some of those isms that come at us increasingly. Materialism, hedonism, narcissism, materialism, the worship of things. Hedonism, the worship of pleasure. Narcissism, the worship of self. And increasingly we will hear phrases like, Sunday is fun day. Yeah, nah. Sunday is the Lord's day. Revelation 1.10. On the Lord's day, John says in Revelation 1.10. You know, for, for John, Sunday was the Lord's day. And Monday too. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Taite. Followers of Jesus, every day is the Lord's day. I'm not, as a follower of Christ, I'm not a narcissist frantically pursuing some nirvana of work-life balance. Every day is the Lord's day. But also, so there's challenges out in the community, but increasingly also there's opportunities. You know, uh, with our loss of memory with Western culture of Christian faith and the Bible, now it's something new and novel. People are interested because they don't know anything about it. And there's an opportunity there. Let's take it. In John chapter 2, we see the first miracle, according to John, of turning the water into wine. Guests loved it. Free drink. However, Jesus displayed some caution with the, with the, with the crowd there. John 2.23 People seen the miraculous signs Jesus was doing, and they believed in his name. But next verse, 24. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them because he knew all humans. And the crowd, the first chapter of Mark, we see Jesus healing the mother-in-law of Peter. <clears throat> and then everyone starts coming. Everyone's bringing their sick and demon-possessed, and Jesus is healing them. And then um, the next, early the next morning, Jesus goes out, and he's praying by himself. Peter comes looking for him and says, everyone's looking for you. And Jesus says, no, I must go to other towns and preach there also, because this is why I have come. You know, so Jesus would not allow himself be monopolized by other people's agendas. He determined the agenda amongst the community. 
John chapter 6, Jesus feeding the 5,000, verses 1 to 14. And there's John 2, there's free drink. John 6, there's free food. People love free food. Crowds love that. And then verse 15, the crowds come and they want to make Jesus king by force. But Jesus went off by himself because he would not allow them to impose their agenda on him. John 6, 66, 666, it says many deserted Jesus at that point. So there's the community and the crowd. And Jesus would not allow himself to be trapped by the community and the crowd. He would not allow himself to become a, a tool of the community and the crowd. Jesus loved the community and the crowd, but he would not allow their agenda to be imposed on him. Next, see the congregation. Remember, Jesus is calling himself deeper, deeper into the core, deeper to himself, the congregation. Um, often these are regular, Acts 20 and 1 Corinthians 16. The, it talks about the believers meeting on the first day. They were regular worshippers. There's an opportunity with the congregation to hear the word, to worship God, to meet together in, in relationships of mutual edification, the, the koinonia. Um, still at the, this level at times, and we, we, we all often just come because of this, we're searching for something, we're searching for meaning. We're searching uh, for healing, searching for a house or a spouse or help of the kids, right? Let's be real. And, um, and we often come with, with wanting something. That's, that's reality. The church at Corinth is a great example of this. Um, one of the most gifted churches we can see in Corinth, really gifted, but but huge number of issues. So the congregation, and their next circle, the committed. And they, these two are also regular, but there's more than a consumer orientation here. The committed to the body of Christ, to the headship of Christ, are regular, are regular in financial giving, are regular and committed to service. And uh, we, in our training at the start of the year, there's a group of about 20 of us, we heard this wonderful uh, message and it's talking about um, how we can go on and serve God better. And one of the things he was talking about was levels and gates. And to go through a gate, you have to go through a gate to get to a level. And to, he said this, Steve Graham was his name, to get to the level of service, to get to the level of service, the people need to be able to submit, which is a dirty, rotten word, isn't it, in our day and age, submit. The S word can be worse than the F word sometimes. But to get to the level of service, people need to be able to submit. Submit to the word of God and godly ordained, worship, um, godly ordained leadership. If you cannot submit, you can't serve. 
And even if you're incredibly, incredibly gifted, if you cannot submit to the Word of God and to godly ordained leadership, you cannot serve. And so uh, we have this great picture of the kingdom of God at work here. And then uh, the final C, the core, the inner circle. And the core, they are prepared to endure pain and, and turmoil of, the, of, of, uh, of ministry and leadership and devotion. And it's not just in ministry situations, not just in the church. For many, the core, and for actually the most, their service will be in the community, in their families, in their vocations. The core. And uh, it's, a, it's a great privilege, but also a great sadness at times, that often, once people come into the core, then they will end up going elsewhere. God will call them elsewhere. He'll call them to other mission fields to other places, and these people will serve out in their um, places of vocation. And, and we need to be able to bless them in that. It's a huge sadness sometimes. We've had wonderful people here, but God has called them elsewhere to serve. Five C's. Just want to say, to finish, four things to note about the five C's. Uh, a, that Jesus called people to deeper and deeper commitment, and so should we. We are about as a church of being disciples and making disciples. Anyone ask you, what's your church about? It's those two things. We're about being disciples of Jesus and making disciples. Being disciples, making disciples. Say that for me. Being disciples, making disciples. Again, being disciples, making disciples. Okay, that's A. B, Jesus saw and expected non-movement and slow movement, sometimes even backwards movement, and so should we. If you get a chance this afternoon, look at John 3, John 8, and John 19, and think about Nicodemus. Look at Nicodemus. You know, first time we see Nicodemus, he was a scaredy cat came to Jesus at night. John 8, he stands up for Jesus amongst his religious colleagues. John 19, he boldly goes to Pilate and asks for the body of Jesus. There was a progression there. And sometimes that progression is backwards. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, Judas, one of the 12, one of the chosen, started pinching the money. Where was that? Don't exactly know, but it happens. There's some backwards movement. Samuel. In chapter 16 of the book of Samuel, God says to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul? Move on. You know, somewhere along the way, Saul stopped moving towards God and started moving away from God. And God had to say to Samuel, I know you heard about this, and so was God, by the way, but you can't grieve about him forever. 
move on. I've got someone else. Amazing thing about God, amazing thing about, one of the amazing things about God is God is hugely respectful of human freedom. And he will allow us to make bad decisions. Doesn't butt into that. And so sometimes we will see non-movement, slow movement, or backwards movement. That happens. C. For most people, deeper commitment to Jesus will not mean joining the staff at the Winery Beach Church. All right? Um, for most ministry, it will be in your family, in your place of work, in your community. At uh, Mark 5, when Jesus heals the man full of demons, and then he wants to join the crew. And uh, you can just imagine the situation. And he comes down, the, the, down by the boat and throwing the stuff in the boat, wants to join them. And, the, and it's like, get your stuff out of the boat. You're not coming with us. Jesus says, go back to your own family. Go back to your own community and tell them how good God has been for you. And for most of us, that will be us. It'll be out out amongst our own family, community, workplace, and we really uh, esteem and admire the army of volunteers at this church. And for most of us, that is what it will be. And D, number four, Jesus loved people at every level, every part of that circle, and so should we. You know, when the rich young ruler came to Jesus, and then he ended up going away sad. It says this, Jesus looked at him and loved him. Jesus looked at him and loved him. He was going in the wrong direction, but Jesus looked at him and he loved him. And so should we. We're going to move on to com uh, communion now. And Paul writes this in Romans 12 verse 1. He says this, in view of God's mercies, present yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. In view of God's mercies, present yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. I came to faith from a great Christian family at the age of 18. At 19, I was really involved in a, um, youth ministry, at-risk youth. And there was a training event for two weeks in the university holidays. cost $200. I did not have $200. But I had a surfboard worth $200. It was my one and only surfboard. And I sold it, and I went to the training. And I think it was really important for me at that point in my faith to, to know that there's actually sacrifice involved in the faith. You know, um, the trouble with living sacrifices, you think about that. A sacrifice normally was a dead animal, couldn't move. Trouble with us as living sacrifices, we can crawl off the altar. And so we go, that's why Jesus said, um, present yourself daily, deny yourself daily, uh, take up your cross daily. In some ways, that makes it easy for us. We don't have to worry about tomorrow, but today, 
we have to decide today, will we present ourselves as a living sacrifice to Jesus? Will we put ourselves on the altar today? And the first thing I want you to do as we receive the communion is just uh, view God's mercies. Before you do anything, just stop, think. We're going to have as much silence as we can. Think of God's mercies. And as the communion comes out to you, think of God's mercies. That's thing number one. Thing number two, commit yourself today, today to Jesus. Put yourself on the altar today. We're going to do that uh, however you want in your families. Tell your kids about what we're doing. Give it to them if, if you want to and take communion. Uh, think about God's mercies to you and then commit yourself today because of what Jesus has done for you.